Hi, and welcome to the West Visalia Audio Podcast. Each message is designed to help you grow and inspire you to take action. Please take a moment to hit the subscribe button, and don't be shy to drop us a message if you have a question. Thanks for listening, and God bless. We did before. I asked a question of our speakers, and they're going to be answering it with no more than 10-minute answers, but our question that was asked for this session is, what is the most radical thing you have ever done? In Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 14, it says, wake up! It does, it actually says that. So, um, everybody's kind of tired, I know, this afternoon after running around and jumping around outside, so stay with us for two more talks from Scripture, and then you get a little bit of break and that kind of stuff. I did not know that Brandon was part of a dance crew, dance team, and I want to now see evidence of this fact, and I'm also aware that Jovan can break dance, so maybe we can do like this whole dance battle thing, and is it odd that they both ended up at the same church? I'm just saying there's something going on here, kind of an underground dance crew competition, step up two, taking it to Bakersfield, we got this, all right, so the question is, what is the most radical thing I've ever done? It's kind of hard to pick something. Like, like Brandon, I got a bunch of bad things I've done that I could talk about, but that's not really what we're talking about. Um, I made the choice to be baptized in the Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. That's pretty radical to some people. I started preaching when I was a teenager. That's kind of radical. Um, when I was in high school, I didn't party like a lot of my friends. I wasn't perfect. I tried to be different, but that's not necessarily radical, you might say. I moved out of the house when I was 19 to come down here to Visalia to be closer to my girlfriend at the time, Zinni, because I planned on marrying her, worked some kind of weird jobs to make that happen. Not really that, that radical. I did make a commitment to love and treat her right. That's kind of radical in our world today, but, you know, that doesn't really stand out too much. I made a commitment to leave California, pack up all of my stuff, and go to a Christian college in another state, but that's not that radical. A lot of people do stuff like that. So I was trying to think. From a worldly standpoint, so if I'm somebody who's not a Christian, looking at my life, what would be the one thing that they would consider the most radical? And after I kind of pinned it down and figured out what I was going to talk about, I realized that the most radical thing I've ever done for Christ is actually kind of lame. And here's why I say that. Because in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 and 25, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. The cross, what was it a symbol of back then? Death, okay? We wear it as a nice, pretty little necklace to remember Jesus. But before Jesus died on the cross, you know who else died on crosses? Yeah, bad people. So when people here take up the cross, they're saying take up the symbol of death, right? So sacrifice your life. Jesus said, for whoever will save his life will lose it, but whoever gains his or loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? I've never had to die for my faith. So that in and of itself kind of seems like whatever I do is kind of lame compared to the apostles who are willing to die and like be fed to lions and burned at the stake and all that kind of thing. So I felt kind of lame thinking about that. Then I thought about the rich young ruler, which was already talked about already this morning. Remember, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? And what did Jesus tell him to do? Someone besides David who's paid attention. What did Jesus tell the rich young ruler to do? Sell everything. I whine when I have to give a little bit of money. I mean, and yet Jesus told the rich young ruler to sell everything and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. The church in Laodicea, 
Jesus describes them as lukewarm. They weren't really hot. They weren't really cold. And what did Jesus say he was going to do to them? Besides David Sander, spit them out of his mouth. Vomit them up. Daniel was telling me a story when we were out on the lawn about one time a man was about to talk to him. That man sneezed, and then he shook his hand and put a giant green booger in his hand. And this is a grown adult man booger too, right? That, that made, and Daniel said that while he was talking to him, he was going, right? That, that makes him sick. That's what Jesus said about our lukewarmness. So I'm reading these verses and I'm thinking, I really need to step up my game if I want to live a radical life for Jesus. But anyway, here's what I came up with. Um, my great-grandfather, okay, I'm taking it way back. My great-grandfather in like 1901 sailed here from Denmark. See, I'm not from back east like a lot of people. And he sailed to California around bottom of South America, settled here, um, bought some land outside of Fresno, between Fresno and Kerman, okay? Bought some land there, planted vineyards, started a home there for his family. Had a bunch of kids there on that property. One of those kids was my grandfather. My grandfather inherited that property. It's the property that he was born and died on, by the way, which is kind of cool. Ain't on his birthday. Um, but my grandfather inherited that property. He acquired more land and ultimately had 120 acres of vineyards and a farmhouse outside of Fresno. So that's pretty nice. 120 acres of pretty great vineyards and a pretty nice size house there on that property. As my grandfather had kids, he had four kids. He, passed, he gave 20 acres to each one of those kids. Um, the kids, two of them built houses on the acres, and I'll tell you the rest about the other ones. But um, the final piece of the land was 20 acres with the house on it. My dad was set to inherit that farmhouse, that property. So 20 acres of vineyards, nice real estate with a farmhouse on it. Well, when my grandparents passed away, the family estate went to my father. Now, my dad isn't a farmer. My dad's a city kind of person. My dad doesn't like to get dirty. My dad doesn't know how to work on cars. When I was like 15, I changed the garbage disposal for my dad because he couldn't figure it out. So my dad's not into farming. So here's the situation. My dad inherited this property. He wasn't interested in running it. But my dad also wanted to keep the property in the family, but he wanted to sell it or at least pass it on. It was the property that my grandfather, my great-grandfather had when he came to America. It was the property that my grandfather born and died on. It was the property that now my dad owned, and my dad wanted to give that property to me, okay? So my dad called me over. He had me and Zinni come over. I'm about 21, 22 years old. And he said that that property, the family estate, that has all this heritage, because in our family, that's a big deal, okay? That's the family property, the family name. It was the Sabro land passed down to everybody. I'm, in fact, I'm Robert Sabro III. My first name is actually Robert, named after my dad, named after my grandfather. So that whole family line thing's really important, that kind of thing. So my dad told me that property could be mine down the line if I managed it, tended it, and lived at it, because you can't just have this farm and let it sit and see whatever's going to happen with Cliff if one day he's going to have it. This was 20 acres of vineyards, a house. It was worth a good amount of money back then, and it was worth a whole lot more money right now as Fresno's growing out that way and the housing market is booming. So I had a decision to make. I was getting ready to go to, like I said, a Bible college. I was committing myself to life in ministry. I didn't know where my life was going to take me. I knew I was going to school. I didn't know what was going to happen after graduation. I might be a missionary in Kenya. I might be a youth minister in Texas. I might be a church planter in Alaska. I did not know the plans that God had for me. So I said no. 
I turned it down. I turned it down. I turned down the family heritage. I turned down the opportunity for wealth. I turned down a plot of land that held great honor to my family. I said no. I went to school. The property was sold. Now, thankfully, I will tell you from a family standpoint, my cousin bought it. He's taking care of it and all that. But it didn't follow the intended family line that it was supposed to go. Great-grandfather, grandfather, my dad to me. That was the line that it was supposed to be. I turned it down, though. Now, that would be considered pretty radical to a lot of people. Like, you gave up that, you gave up that chance for money. In fact, now the way the housing market is, and I go on Zillow, and I see what that's worth now, and I think, I could have done a lot with that money. But I think, no, I made a good choice. Because in the grand scheme of things, I didn't miss out. Humans, mankind, people would look at that and go, well, you missed all that opportunity. I didn't. I did something that would be considered kind of radical. What's kind of neat about it is God had a plan for me to come back to the Central Valley. I didn't think I would. And now I'm 45 minutes from that original homestead where I can drive up there and look at it. Maybe God has a, a sense of humor. But might not be the most radical thing that anybody's ever done. I know a lot of people have given up a whole lot more than me. There's a lot of people that sacrificed a whole lot more than I've ever sacrificed. But you know what? Giving up that property, giving up that house was a big deal for me. It was pretty radical for me, and hopefully it can be an example for you to make some radical commitments too. Thanks again for listening to West Visalia Audio. We hope these messages have helped you grow and inspired you to take action. Be sure to check in each week for more on-the-go content or visit our YouTube channel to watch the live video. Thanks for participating and God bless.